Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. Today on Not the Pastor, we're going to talk with Dan Neese about being the best sound guy that you can be. Now, Dan Neese, you might not have heard of him before, but he is one of the best sound guys I have ever met. He is the sound guy at our church, and he doesn't just oversee the sound. He oversees all of our media technologies. He is the technology director at Hillview Baptist Church. But he, he's not just good at overseeing technology. He's actually also really good at training others to be involved in tech at our church, as well as the sound board, and has trained up some others and just done a great job at passing that truth on. So we want to talk with him today and let you hear uh, from him about some things such as what are some mindsets that will help you, help you as a sound man? What are some priorities that you need to have when it comes to before a service begins as a sound man? And then also, uh, what are some priorities as a sound man that you should focus on once a service has actually begun? So I, I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I sure hope it will be a help to you. All right. Well, Dan Neese, thank you so much for being with us today on Not the Pastor and talking with us about being a sound man, being the best sound man that you can be. And yes. for just a second, to kind of set the context for this yes. conversation, here's what we have in mind is there are probably a number of churches where some somebody is on staff or volunteer staff and all of a sudden they are thrust into this position where they have to take care of the sound for a service and possibly they've never done that before or have limited exposure to a, a sound booth and, and taking care of, of all of that. And when, when I was thinking of that scenario, brother Dan, I, I thought of you because you are uh, our technology director at our church at Hillview Baptist church. And you do a fantastic job of that. And, and so I, we wanted to ask you some of these questions, not, not just because you have the knowledge, but also because you have taken a group of teenage young men at our church, as well as a lady or two as well, and you have trained them to oversee the sound at our mm -hmm. church. And, and I, I, I love looking over and seeing you sitting in a pew and looking back there, there being two or three guys, young men back at the sound booth. And so to me, that just shows that you you don't just have the, the knowledge yourself, but you have a heart to pass it on to others and yes. to train others. That's perfect. And so we wanted to ask you a few questions about that today. So does that sound good? It sounds great. And absolutely. I, I enjoy that too, when I get to sit in the pew yeah. and enjoy the <laughs> preaching. And so does your back. wife, right? Yeah. And yeah. yeah and and the, uh, the guys that are back there, they uh, enjoy it when I don't look back at them. Right. Yes. Because exactly. typically yes. if I'm turning around and looking at them, they've done something wrong. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Yeah. You know, I, I do feel like, the sound guys in a church service are a lot, a lot like the offensive line in a football team where when they are doing their job, right? Nobody notices. You barely it's only, see them. It's only whenever they miss that block and their quarterback gets sacked, that they get any attention. And so sometimes I kind of feel bad for the guys. Because right. yeah. where does everybody, what, what does everybody do as soon as there's a, a glitch with the sound or the lapel goes dead uh -huh. or something? They yeah. look back at the sound guys. That, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a tough job. Tough job. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. We want to be um, as invisible as possible yes. back right. there. Yep. If, if we're, if people are turning around and looking at us and not looking at the pastor up front, right. then there's, yeah. that's bad news. Yeah. Yes, we've sir. clearly done something wrong at that point. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, let's get into it here today. Brother Dan, uh, first kind of thought that I have is uh, as far as being a sound man and, and doing as good a job as we can, uh, we also realize that not everybody has professional level training whenever it comes to this. So do you have to be a professional sound tech to be able to, to be a help in the ministry of, of sound at your church? Thankfully not, right. uh, because <laughs> that was certainly my experience when I first started doing it. Yes. Right. Um, you know, there, certainly there are large churches that, that have that uh, ability to, you know, to hire professionals and they have the best equipment and the best crew yeah. and, and all of that. But that doesn't describe the majority of churches. Correct. Yes. Um, you know, most churches are going to be in, in kind of our context where, you know, you're yeah. small or midsize and it's just volunteer. You know, I, I happen to, I have a technical background, but it's not in sound. It's, it's in information technology. That's my, my secular job. But because of that, it's like, oh, well, you, you operate things that have microchips in them. You must be really good with sound equipment. Also. You're hired. So you know where the switch is. So you should, you should run this thing. That's right. That's right. So, you know, and, and technical aptitude is, is super helpful, obviously. Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, if somebody is completely non-technical, you know, they're, they're technophobic. That's right. like putting your, your landscaping ministry with somebody who has a black thumb. That's probably not going to go well. But, you know, those, those technical skills, those can be learned. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to already have the knowledge to come into it. You just have to be willing to, to maybe go and, and, and find some of that information. If you don't have uh, an in-house mentor that can teach <laughs> these things to you. Yeah. You don't have uh, a Dan niece. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Google is your friend. Yes. Uh, yep. You know, you can learn a lot by having good Google foo. Yes, you know, yes, it's like kung, kung fu for search engines, right? Right, yeah. Yes. Uh, so Man, I, I'm learning so much already. This conversation, technophobic, never heard that word. Google foo. Yeah. So anyway, sorry to interrupt you. I'm just, I'm can't, I'm not keeping up here. Yeah, well, notes. see, that's what happens. You spend 25 years doing IT and you pick up some weird terms that <laughs> don't, only exist in the industry, right? Right. right. Yeah, that's great. So, but uh, yeah, anyway, so those technical skills, those can be learned and you just, you go after them. You can, there's lots of great resources. There are some not so great resources. So you do have to kind of be uh, discerning about what you go after and, oh, yeah. and take, in, take your context into account. That's so important. You know, because I mean, I've, I've gone on Facebook groups. There's a good Facebook group for church audio techs. Yep. yep. And there's a lot of people in there that have a lot of great information, but there are also a lot of great people that have they're from large churches right. that yeah. have yes. thousands and thousands of Sunday morning attendance. Yes. Yep. And they have, you know, the, the multi, the five digit sound boards, right. like just the board is right. five, you know, five digits. Yeah. And, you know, again, that doesn't describe our context. You know, we're, we're yeah. maybe on 15 year old equipment or borrowed equipment or something we picked up on Craigslist or whatever. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing about that, Brother Dan, that I'm, I'm sure you understand, going to those places, I watch some YouTube videos, that kind of stuff, but often the style is totally different. Like the, the sound that they're trying to produce is almost predominantly like trying to reinforce or trying to amplify a, a specific sound like in their, in their music that honestly, I don't want a lot of that same sound in our sure. services and yeah. my focus right. is different, right? We're, we're talking about miking a preacher as opposed to miking a, a full band. And so the, 
like even those things, like not only are, is the, is the, like the context of like size and venue and those kind of things different, but often even our focus is different. So just like you said, being mindful of that Jude Buffington is, we've had him on our podcast mm-hmm. before and he's, he has some good stuff for churches that would sound like our churches. Right? And so, and so that, that's been helpful for me. You know, uh, and Jude has a, a lot of great information. I, I listened to those episodes. Those were great. He's got a lot of good information. Of course, he has his own site and everything oh, yeah. where he does yeah. that. Yeah. He has a bigger church than we do too, though. And that's, a, that's another, yeah. like, it's, it's also one of those things, just like you're going to have taken leave some of that because some yeah. of that is just not, it doesn't relate to my context. <laughs> like I can't, right. I can't mic that piano mic like he does because I don't have that mic and that's not in the budget for this year, man. <laughs> so, right. I'm, yeah. It, it's tough to buy those pieces of equipment when your sound budget is $25 a month. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'll save up for 14 years and then <laughs> right, right. that one yeah. will be obsolete. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 And, and just to be clear, I mean, we're not knocking that, right? Like that's wonderful that the, the, oh. they're at a spot to do that but that's just not where we live and not where I live personally. And, you know, I, I've been to your guys' church. I know that's not where you guys live. And so right. and my guess is many of the people we we are with don't live that way as well. So, so yeah. So the good news is you don't have to be a professional Yes, yeah. To, yeah. To, to be good at this. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, brother Dan, then maybe you could help us if, if, you know, putting the technical side of things, you know, on pause for just a second and, and more talking about the mindsets that would help uh, when it when it comes to sound ministry. What are some specific mindsets that a sound guy needs to have in order to do a great job? I think the number one thing is probably like any ministry, you have to have passion for it. Sure. Mm. You know, like you said, you you've, you can put all the technical stuff aside, and you know, you can learn the technical stuff. But if at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't have passion for it as a ministry, you know, not even just passion for the tech. I mean, the tech is great. You know, obviously a lot of tech guys like me, we just love the tech. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love it when that Amazon package arrives, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> Christmas every time Amazon shows up. Yes, that's good. <laughs> but, and you should absolutely have passion for that technology because it is a technical position, but yeah. it's not the, the number one thing. You know, it's a ministry. You're amplifying the word of God. I that's mean, good. literally literally amplifying the word of God. And maybe it's just inside the boundaries of the sanctuary. Maybe it's to an overflow in another room or elsewhere in the church. Maybe it's live stream, right? Whatever it is, that context is it's bouncing outside the walls of the church. And so that's, that's important to keep in mind all the time. Yeah. You know, so not everyone is called to, to preach or to teach. Uh, you know, some people are, are just called to, to support those that do to come sure. alongside and to be a support. And so that's, that's a big part of that ministry. And then like, as far as the technology goes, I said, you absolutely have to have the passion for that. You know, I have a, I, I have a, I have this great t-shirt I just picked up. Uh, Nathan, you saw it the yes. other day. Yep. Um, it says church sound guy. Yes. I know what all those buttons and knobs do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if yeah. you've ever seen a soundboard, you know, it's just covered in buttons and knobs. Yes. And, um, lights. And, yes. <laughs> and, you know, and they all have a function. Mm-hmm. They're all there for a reason. And yes. So that's if you if you put into a position where you have a soundboard and all you know how to do maybe is turn the power switch on, um, you know, you've got to you know learn what those things are for, you know, and that means going out and doing the research, finding the manual. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's a really old piece of hand me down <laughs> equipment. You don't have the manual. Go find the manual on the Internet. Yes. Read it. Understand what it's what it's doing. And I think that's true of you know, whether you have one of those many thousands of dollars system 
or the smallest, simplest bit of hardware. Yes. I know there's a lot of churches when we started going into, into the pandemic and the lockdown and, and all of that, that there were churches, they, they were pushed into live streaming immediately. Yeah. And their live stream was somebody's cell phone on a tripod yeah. aimed at the pulpit yeah. going to Facebook Live. Yeah. On the third row of the sanctuary. Yes. And, you know, and that's perfectly fine solution and, but it's a simple solution, right? So it's, it's really, it's about, you, you make the most of what you have. It's not about making or having the most of what you want. That's good. Yeah. That's you a know? good statement. Yeah. I, I think that sometimes personally I can get kind of, I can get my head down in, in like what I'm working on. And so I'm the guy that is ultimately responsible for our sound ministry. Uh, there's other guys that run it in the services, but when there's a problem, I'm the guy that fixes it. I'm the guy that sets, you know, all that stuff, right? I, I'm the guy that is here most of the time to do those things. And so I get, I can get my head down and I can forget that like, this is just a part of the work of the whole church. Sure. Right. And I can be like, no, we need this and we need this. And if we fix this, and if we have this extra thing over here, uh, before I long, I have a list that's $4,000 long <laughs> that <laughs> is, you know, I, I could fill that up. And, and then there's still things that I would want and still things that would make it better. And I forget though, that in, in those moments, I can forget that I'm part of a whole church. And yeah. this is one section of a ministry that the whole church is doing. And so like, and that's, I mean, what, what you were saying there, brother Dan is so helpful that we're, we're, we're ministering together here and that's important. right. Yeah. And, and absolutely. I mean, if somebody were to come to me and, and write me a check for $10,000, I could spend that yeah. on, on Amazon in an hour. Yes. It wouldn't even you be know, hard. No problem. <laughs> right. yeah. yes. you know, do I need all of those things? Probably not. Sure. And so, you know, you just make the most of what you have. That's good. Yeah. I think that's important. You know, I can teach the technical aspects of it. Right. Um, anybody who's got an aptitude and a willingness to learn, I can teach those things. But yeah, you can't teach somebody to be passionate. Right. You know, that has exactly. to come from in them. That God has to put that in their, in their heart to, it, to serve in a ministry. That's good. It's good. Okay. Did you have some other mindsets there, Brother Dan, some other things to keep in mind? We, we already touched a little bit on the aspect of teachability, you know, and even, even after you've been doing it for a long time, you know, and you, you kind of think, okay, now I've got this under control and I've learned all these things. There's always somebody who knows more. There's always somebody that you can glean from. There's always, uh, you know, another, even if it's, a, maybe it's a new piece of equipment that comes along. It's something you haven't had an experience with before, you know, those things you, you need to be able to, to learn. Again, it might not be that you have a mentor to teach you those things. Uh, so you kind of have to, be resourceful and come up with creative ways of getting that information, but yeah, take initiative yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, but it, it's still, it's just about ex expanding your, your, your knowledge base and, and remaining teachable. Teachable yeah. and passionate. That's good. Yeah. But what else? I think at the, at the end, you know, maybe you start off and you've, we've got just one, one person doing it. Right. And maybe it's just you. Right. Yes. But you want to have a mindset of bringing others alongside. That's so good. Yeah. You get somebody else, you train them up. In my sound crew is almost entirely teenagers. I have one adult guy that did recently joined, and then my wife sits in now and then on the soundboard. We have uh, the teen group meets on Sunday evenings, and so we want to free up the teens to go be in teen group. Yes. You know, I, I bring my wife along, and so we're both back there running the boards and everything. So, and I think that's actually another thing that's that's important too when it comes to uh, the ministry. I don't know that it's necessarily a mindset. Well, I guess it is a mindset of sustainability. 
right? If you've, if you've got one or two people who are just there all the time doing it every single week, week in and week out, you know, God bless them for their efforts. But eventually that becomes unsustainable. Yeah. You're going to get sick. Yeah. Somebody's going to get sick. Something's going to happen. And so again, that, that ties back into bringing a lot of others, others alongside that you can train them up, you know, and all of this, I don't know that it's really that different from any other ministry, right? You know, you have to be passionate about your ministry, whatever it is, you have to be willing to be teachable. You have to be able to mentor others. Yeah. Well, brother, brother Dan, when it comes to sound during a service, I kind of think of two crucial times to a service. And that is what the sound tech should be doing during the service. Yes. But also before the service. Yeah. So kind of, kind of two different uh, timeframes there and, and both are very important. So when, when it comes to um, before the service, what are some priorities that a sound tech uh, needs to have? I think so before the service, you have to spend a lot of time, hopefully not too much time, but you know, you have to spend enough time uh, just going through and making sure that everything is working as expected. And you need to be doing that well ahead of service, you know, far enough in advance so that if there is a problem, you have time to recover from it. Two minutes before service starts is not the time to find out that the microphones are not working. Getting that set up well in advance, uh, making sure that things are working and just kind of having that routine of never taking for granted that it's going to work. You know, you make sure that you get in there and you test everything. That's good. You know, it's it's really easy just to say, hey, it's been working. It's been fine for weeks and weeks and weeks. No big deal. I'm going to cruise in five minutes before service, turn everything on and we're going to go, you know, and that's and that might work. But you're probably setting yourself up for a failure, maybe not right away. You know, the is the sound crew. We start working before the service starts. You know, like we don't start working at the same time as the song leader goes up there. You know, we're, we're there ahead of time. That's actually another thing, too, that is something that you have to instill in anybody that's on the team is that that it, that you are doing a job. You are there not to fellowship. And that's hard sometimes because I've had several times when somebody comes up and, you know, hey, brother Dan, I have a quick question for you. <laughs> And, you know, and it's like, we're, we're about to get started here. It's like, yeah, just, just real quick. I, I know it's going to just take two minutes. No problem. It's like, well, yeah, actually come talk to me after the service because we're, we're doing something or, you know, just want, wanting to fellowship, just wanting to be friendly and everything. Yeah. And, and yeah. sometimes you have to politely, but firmly say no. Yeah. That's hard. You know, and that's hard. Yeah, you're right. That's absolutely hard. So, yeah. So uh, before the service, lots of, of checking to make sure everything is working. I think probably, you know, another thing is, is uh, having just a, a, a checklist, even a physical checklist, mm. it can be helpful. Yeah, um, sure. Because even after you've done it for a lot of, you know, many services, many years, it's still helpful to have a checklist sometimes. And I've gone into service and I, I get done setting it up too early in a way. And then I spend the next 15 or 20 minutes wondering, what have I forgotten? Oh, yeah. Like, I know I must have <laughs> forgotten something because everything is going, you know, I, I can't be done already. Yeah. Yeah, doing the same thing in the same way in the same order each time. Right. And and by the way, ch- check your battery should be on your checklist too. It should be on everyone's checklist. If you've got battery operated anything, make sure those batteries are good. So, and, and I'm here backing up though. Punctuality is is huge when it comes to the before service being there mm-hmm. 
early enough to take just anticipate there being something going wrong <laughs> right that you have and, to have to fix yeah and, and also if you have depending on your context if you've got choir special or or a music special or something of that nature depending on what you're doing uh, you may need extra time to to balance all that out um, you know there should be a rehearsal time ideally working with the music director and saying okay the the choir or the quartet or whoever it is that's doing this special. Here's the time we're doing sound check. They're practicing. The musicians are playing. The singer is singing, and the sound guy is leveling everything. Yes, because yep. during the middle of service is not the time to do that. No, no, no. that's good. So, yep, yeah. Those those sound checks aren't just aren't just a formality. They're they're an important right. part of life. And right, the the number of times we found out this chord that worked last week. Like we plugged in a microphone with this cord last week and we found out during sound check that it no longer works. I, I can't tell you how many times that that's happened where it's, it's fine because it's not a big deal because this is sound checks. We just replaced the cord real quick. That's perfect. Yep. But no sound check means that that's happening during service. And right. now the work and effort that that person has put in to prepare a special and like the work that they've put in to glorify and honor Jesus and to bless the hearts of people all of that's for nothing or all of that's wasted at this point because, because we did something that could have been easily fixed. Right. And that's, that's a bummer. That's, yes, that's, for sure. that's when everybody's looking back at you. <laughs> and right. everybody's, everybody's turned around and wondering why you have them turned off and why don't you fix it. And then at that point, exactly. it's too late. It's too yeah. late. So I actually have uh, two separate line items on my checklist. There's the, the sound check. And then I have line check. Line mm -hmm. check actually comes before sound check. A lot of times, you know, sound check, people might think, oh, that just means turn on the microphone, you know, pop, 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 test it, you know, testing one, right. two, three. That's, you're testing the functionality of the line to make right. sure that the microphone is actually working. Yes. It's not the same as sound check. Sound Correct. check is going through and leveling everything to make yes. sure that yeah. the, the, the relative volumes of the, the piano versus the vocal versus, you know, whatever else you have uh, is all the way you want it to be. Yeah, that's good, brother. Appreciate yeah. that. So that, that's all before the service, Brother Dan. Oh, yeah. What about during the service? What are some priorities that uh, a sound man needs to have during during the service? Yeah, what do you mean? You can't just kick back and relax during that time? Uh -huh. well, that's why we have yeah. recliners back there, don't you know? Uh, yeah, you have recliners in your sound booth? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, sorry, I lied. <laughs> I, I have old folding chairs, that's what I have. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I think the number one thing during the service is to be really hyper aware of the cue, yes. you know, knowing the, the order you. of the order of things that's going on. And it's okay. We're going to, the song leader is going to come up and we're going to sing this song. And we're going to sing that song. And then the pastor's going to come up and make some announcements. And then we're going to do another song. And then there's going to be a special and all those things. You have to know what that is and not only know it, but be prepared for it ahead of time. Yeah. Not, so not just if, aware, but hyper aware. Yes. I love that. So, if you're on if you're on song number one, we should be thinking about song number two. Yeah. You know, I mean, not to the point of excluding what's going on with song number one, because you still need to be responsive to that. But, you know, you need to be prepared. That, OK, and I need to turn off this microphone and turn on that microphone or, you know, whatever you need to do. Yeah. What am I doing next? Yeah. So knowing what's happening next is, is super important. You know, that means minimizing some distractions and so forth. You know, if you've got distractions in the booth, don't have children <laughs> hanging around yeah. in the booth. Yeah. That's bad news. Yeah, it uh, doesn't things, work well. Yeah, and plus they like to push buttons and, you know, yeah. that's 
just keep keep the kids out of the booth all the time. That's just a no touch. Yeah. But uh, then also I liken it to driving. You know, you're watching the road, but then you're also you check your your rear view mirror and you check your side view mirror and you check your speedometer and then you go back to the road and then you, and your, your eyes are just constantly bouncing between all these different things to make sure that everything is working. And the soundboard, that means watching the meters and making sure that your meters are at the right level. Absolutely. And that means, you know, listening to what's coming out of the speakers. Yes. Um, because, I mean, ultimately, you can have all this great technology, but what it is at the end of the day is the spoken word from the pastor reaching the ears of the hearer. Right. You know, yeah, that's, that's the most so important thing. Yes. And, yeah. and music too. I don't want to minimize right. music. No, music is uh, absolutely an integral part of that. But if you have music with no preaching, it's a concert. Yes, sure. You're you know, absolutely but right. It, but you can have preaching without music. Yep. That's good. You know, we like it better with music, <laughs> you know, it's like ice cream is better with, with chocolate <laughs> on top, but yes, that's great. Yeah, just kind of bouncing the eyes between all those yeah, different things sure. and making sure everything is working and and don't anticipate or don't expect that just because it began working right, right. at the beginning of service <laughs> that it's going to continue right. to work. Yes. Um, cuz things happen, things things break, you know, so you don't you don't want to trust that. Brother, you you mentioned being really attentive to what's coming next and just think it would be just worth pointing out that one of those times a lot of times by the time you get the preaching started there's often not a lot of adjustments that need to happen going on in that moment maybe so maybe that's one of those times where a sound guy might be able to kick back and kind of think i'm done for the night right but that preacher is going to be done and he's going to call for uh, in our church he's going to call for an invitation and that piano is going to start playing and our song leader is going to start singing again and there are a few things that kill the movement and the working of the holy spirit it shouldn't be like this i know but we're people. And so there's a few things that are more distracting than when the singer starts singing, the song leader starts and you can barely hear him or the volume got turned way up. So he starts, starts singing into that microphone and it's like, Whoa, and everybody's backing up from their seat because we left that up on what the, the very quiet alto was singing, you know, when she used that mic earlier. And now instead of bringing that back down, no, we left it up high. There are some key pivotal moments in a service that we just don't ever want to mess it up and don't ever want to get it wrong. And in order to do that, we just have to pay attention. Yeah. And that's, just pay attention and stay ahead of it just all the time. And, you know, and there's going to be times when there's a curveball. Of course and, there is. And, you know, yes. you, you can't get all, you can't beat yourself <laughs> up over that because it happens. Yeah. We're aiming for right, but we're going to mess it up. That's we're humans here, right? <laughs> so, yeah. 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 It's, it's something different if the, you know, the pastor, you know, calls an audible and goes right. off script, Yes, yes. And, you know, and it wasn't in the queue and we're doing something different, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's, it's, it's a very different thing when, you know, like you said, the, the, you know, the invitation starts or the, the next song starts and you were, you missed it because you were thinking about lunch. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You know, you know, what's going on next. That's, that's, you know, you got to keep that focus in there. Yeah. When it, when it comes to uh, talking about like uh, the, the words on the screen, if you're thinking about lunch already, then let, let's just say, not that this would ever happen, but like if the song leader decides to go back and sing a verse for the second time, <laughs> um, you know, you're not going to catch something like oh. that. Not, not that that would ever happen no, in, never. in our context, <laughs> right. but no, it is, certainly uh, didn't happen the, this morning. By the way, great job uh, <laughs> catching that cue there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the this morning. Good job. Well, well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. 
I appreciate that. Well, Thank you. Anything else you would add? Um, any any other thoughts for Sound Techs and, and how they can do a great job, Brother Dan? You know, I, I think just keeping keeping the right priorities is is really important. Um, we talked about having having passion and uh, you know, there's some high standards that you have to maintain, sure. you know, because we don't want to be that distraction. You know, we want to add to or enhance the spoken word, the yes. preaching. We don't want to take away from that at all. Um, and so there's some high standards that you have to kind of maintain as, as part of that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm a tech guy. I love technology. I can just dive in and just work and play with technology all day. It, it is, oh, yeah. it's, it's almost playtime for me. Sure. But I, I think about the, the story of Mary and Martha, mm. you know, and I don't want to be so yeah. caught up working in the kitchen or working in the sound booth right. that I forget to experience the preaching oh, here. Yeah. Yes. That's good, brother. And that's why another reason why it's important to have a crew that you can rotate yes. through. Yeah. Right. You know, so that, that you, you don't get so focused on doing that job week in and week out, you know, you get to sit in the pew and enjoy the preaching. Yes. I don't know that there's another job in service quite like those sound, so the sound or video, or maybe a light technician in a bigger church, something like that, where you're both expected to perform a task like the whole time, but also get something out of this as well. The, the music guy's job, he's going to get up there and lead singing to do that passion, but then he's going to go sit down and listen to the service, right? The right. pastor's going to preach this thing. So hopefully he's got some, Jesus has been working on him about it through the week. But our nursery people, we don't expect them to do that and to actually get something out of this service. No, they work one and then they come and enjoy Sunday night with us in, in right. the service, right? But no, the, oftentimes sound tech, he's the same guy back there. And he's supposed to work this and somehow pay attention and listen. And I mean, that's, we want that and we want to do a good job with that, but you're right. That can be hard. And so, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think, I think you're right. The way to fix that is to train up some others and to, yes, if, if it's possible. And again, we've done, we're talking to some churches, maybe they don't even have that, but then there's hope because there'll be somebody coming along behind you. work to Right. Because, yeah, I mean, it, maybe it's a, a church plant that has, you know, the pastor, the pastor's family and, you know, two or three other families that are coming in. And there's, you know, a couple dozen people in there at most. So, yeah, at, in a context like that, it might be one person week in and week out. But, you know, that's not always going to be that way, Lord Correct. willing. Yes. You know, the yeah. church is, is if, yep. if God's in it, the church is going to grow. He's going to build his church. That's good, brother. And then it's, you know, those opportunities to, to mentor someone else, bring them alongside and eventually work yourself out of a job. That's good. Nathan, we've talked about, we, you've used that very phrase that this might be a, this might be a, your church thing yeah. um, that you, we you've used so. that. Yeah. You've used that phrase before where I'm, I'm here, whatever it was just, and the, like the goal is to work myself out of this job by training yeah. somebody up behind me yeah. to take this over. Uh, we're, we're getting off on another topic, but yeah. we, we want to maul the fat people, right? For the Dan. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Yes. We, we talked find about the, that. Yep. the faithful, available and teachable people. Those are the fat guys. We yep. want to, uh, mentor, assist, watch, and leave them. So that's, yeah, it. that's, Good. that's what brother Love Dan it. has done with those sound team yeah. guys. He has yes. mauled the fat guys. That's yes. And I'm, and I'm glad you explained the acronyms because yes. <laughs> without the context, that just yeah. sounds really bizarre. Yeah. It's not, yeah. not, not very nice. <laughs> yeah. What kind of church is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Bunch of jerks over there. <laughs> yeah. Brother Dan, thank you so yes. much for you so uh, much. giving us some of your time. Yes. Yes. My pleasure.
thanks so much for joining us today on Not the Pastor. We hope that this conversation was a help and a blessing to you. If it was, make sure to check out our other conversations that we've had on sound technicians and sound equipment. We'll link to those in the show notes, and those will be a help to you as well. And then if those have been a help, leave us a five-star rating and a good review over at iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. That's a help to get this podcast in front of more listeners. And then we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash not the pastor. Those conversations that we have there are a help and a blessing to us. And so we'd love to hear from you there as well. Until next week, we're not the pastor. <laughs>